Welcome back, friends. Lost Scarf here, and it's time for the newest Kirby's Dreamcast. Here we talk about everything Kirby, from the games to the anime to the manga and more. Kirby's Dreamcast. This podcast can be found everywhere podcasts are hosted and on YouTube. The advantage to the YouTube side is that I put footage of what I'm talking about on screen. The YouTube side is especially worth looking at when it comes to gaming episodes. Like recently when we covered Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe with a review, there was a lot of footage in the background based on my LP of the game, and that was fun. So before we get into today's episode, which is covering episodes 45 and 46 of the Kirby Rap Catch anime, let's talk about upcoming plans. The plan is to do an in-depth episode on Kirby's Star Stacker and potentially Kirby's Dream Buffet review before this year ends, so look out for those in the future. Also, by the way, I bought the Blu-ray. So happy I got it. It has lots of interesting information, and the storyboard for the first episode, it's pretty cool. So today we're going to talk about the Kirby Rap Catch two-parter, Midsummer Night's Scream, parts 1 and 2. That's the name in Japan. In America, it's called Scare Tactics 1 and 2. And I like that name better, I'll be honest. It just sounds better. But Midsummer Night's Scream makes sense because of the second episode, which has a lot of references. You'll see. This is itself a reference to Midsummer Night's Dream, which is a Shakespeare play. So it has been two years since the last anime episode, so why did that happen? Because Kirby Superstar, Forgotten Land, and Return to Dreamland Deluxe. Those games were amazing and needed to be covered, and also because life gets busy sometimes. There's just so many things that just happened, and just, yeah, a lot of current Kirby things that need to be covered before I could do with the anime episodes again. So in Japan, as said before, this was episode 45 and 46, while in the US it was episodes 52 and 53. It came out in August 17th, 2002, and October 25th, 2003, respectively. You can see why they moved the episodes back in the US to be around the Halloween time, of course. The episode starts with the kids playing soccer, and Kirby's actually doing pretty well. He even steals the ball from Tuff. But then Tuff accidentally kicks Kirby out into the forest. Tuff is really cute here, by the way, but too bad about the kick. Tuff just laughs it off, but come on, man. So then Tiff goes into the forest and finds Kirby, and he's knocked out. She comments that it must be tough playing soccer when you're always mistaken for the ball. <laughs> Poor baby boy. Poor baby ball boy. <laughs> then the pair have to wander through the forest to get back out, and Tiff gets worried since this area is unfamiliar to her. She starts to move faster from anxiety, but then strips a wire which makes a ghost puppet appear and scare her. Tiff looks really scared, by the way. But then the mayor, Chief Bookham, and Professor Curio show up, and they're pleased with themselves that their ghost was so scary. Turns out the older folks are putting together a spook out. Tiff and Tuff are confused, and then the awesome opener happens. So in the Japanese version, they call it a test of courage, and Tiff says test of courage, while Kirby says test of courage? It's really weird how Kirby talks a little in the Japanese version, it's very odd. Especially as I've said before, the rule was from Sakurai, don't let Kirby talk, and yet Kirby talks in the Japanese version. So weird. So let's talk about cultures now. In Japan, they have a thing called Kimo Dameshi, which means test of courage. This is usually done for summer nights where people walk a set path rigged with traps to scare them. These test of courages are referenced in a bunch of animes, usually during camping episodes. First in the US, this would be like a haunted trail or haunted house event to do in October. People enjoy being scared for fun, and I don't really understand why. I'm not a fan of it, but people enjoy it. So culturally, seeing when the episodes came out in respective countries, the timing makes sense. This came out during the summer in Japan, while for us it came out in October. Makes perfect sense. So after the awesome opener, the kids walk and read a flyer and talk about the spook out. Basically, every time I say spook out, I mean Kimo Dameshi in the Japanese version. The kids learn that they need to go through the haunted forest and then dig up a prize in the cemetery beyond the forest. Then we see Gengu and Gus reminiscing when they were scared when they were kids and how fun it was back in the day. Samo and Tuggle talk about how being scared builds character, and we learn from Hana and Buttercup how romantic it is to be scared and finding boyfriends during it. Turns out that Buttercup met Chief Bookham when she thought he was a werewolf. What is that story? I kinda wanna know. 
Upon hearing this, the kids Honey and Spikehead look at each other and look away blushing. Oh my, we have some puppy love development here. Oh my. Tiff doesn't think being scared sounds very fun, but Tuff thinks it might be fun. Jack Kawasaki then convinces Tiff to give it a try with the help of the other kids. Ultimately, everyone decides to go, but the key things to learn is that Honey and Spikehead want to go together. Tuff is trying to hide his fear, but he says he'll go if Kirby goes, and only Iroh is outright excited to go. And Tiff, of course, wants to go to prove their fake ghosts won't work on her again. Tiff has her pride. Then we cut to King Dedede and Escargoon talking about the spook out, and they decide they want to make their own because why not? They want to scare everyone. That's the fun part. So they go to Enemy to buy a monster, but turns out they're deep in debt with Enemy, so they won't give them a monster. The US side makes a comment about how Americans like to go deep into debt basically to make the economy drop, which ain't wrong. And eventually King Dedede and Escargoon hang up on the salesman since he won't sell them a monster, and they decide they'll make their own ghost. Escargoon calls it a boo print for success, and they laugh. Oh my god. That night, everyone's scared except Kirby. The little boy's excited. All the adults have knowing laughs since they designed this haunted trail, and remind the kids they need to go all the way to the graveyard and ask who's going first. Everyone again looks scared except Kirby, who cutely makes noises of interest. Tuff scaredly says he wants to go first, but it'd be better if someone else went first before him since he's not going to get scared at all. So the mayor nominates Iroh, and the adults scarily tell him to go first. Iroh goes into the forest with a torch and immediately runs back in fear. The adults then comment that he set a new spook out record and laugh. <laughs> Angrily in defiance, Tiff nominates herself and takes Kirby along with her. Tuff tags along as well because, well, he doesn't want to be stuck alone. We also see behind them even more of the children of Capitan have gathered, and they're all very scared. Quick aside that I enjoy, so as Kirby's walking through the forest with these characters, he makes noises with his feet that they always do in the episodes, and I love that a lot. It's just always enhancing the episode. They just give you Kirby's tempo with the music. It's just something nice I enjoy every time. And it's just cute all as well. As they walk through the forest, the kids are a little scared and aren't sure if ghosts are real, and then they trip a trap and big fake ghost with a cord attached to it falls down in front of them. Tuff immediately runs off in fear, and Tiff has to run and pull him back, while Kirby jumps up and plays with the fake ghost. So we're seeing where everyone is right now. Tuff, completely scared of everything right now. Tiff is fighting her fear because she wants to prove herself and she pulls Tuff back in because well, she doesn't want him to get lost in the forest. Very dangerous to do that. And Kirby is having the time of his life. What happens next is a scene that gets cut from the Japanese version in the US version and that is something I don't understand why because it's pretty good. I guess we're timing a redundancy and this is the scene. Mayor Blundergast and his wife walk through the forest and they're being a happy cute couple. Then they trip a trap and the mayor gets scared real good. That's the scene. It got cut. I don't know why. It's cute, but they cut it. After that scene, we get Chief Bookham walking through the forest and enjoying tripping the traps himself and laughing as he gets scared by his traps. He then activates another one and admires the craftsmanship. Then Bookham walks further in the forest and feels like something's following him. Then we see part of a sheet float above him as it goes by the screen, which makes the Chief uneasy since he sensed that. It happens again and then a ghost taps him on the shoulder. He freaks out but then remembers he made these ghosts. Then he realizes no one made this one, and then runs off scared when the ghost moves towards him, believing to be a real ghost. Then the ghost laughs and takes off his mask. It's Escargoon! Which was probably obvious from his booing voice. Kirby <laughs> DDD then comes out and has a good laugh with Escargoon since they are going to convince all the cappies that ghosts are real. Then cut to a great moment. Honey and Spikehead are walking together in the forest and they're holding hands, and he tells her that he'll protect her from the ghosts. But then Chief Bookham runs into them from the forest, screaming, and it scares Spikehead so much, he immediately lets go of Honey and runs away. So this has happened twice so far. Tuff got scared and ran away from the group. Spikehead got scared and ran away from Honey. 
so messed up, but it is funny to see people get scared and abandon each other. That's messed up and funny. That's just how I feel about it. So after that, Honey runs after them, both sad and unhappy that she was abandoned. Poor girl. Poor little girl. Outside the forest, all the Cappies are freaking out because Chief Bookham saw a real ghost, and then Chef Kawasaki runs out saying a glowing ghost chased him. In the Japanese version, Kawasaki says it's Will-O-Wisps, which is like fairy ghost things. Buttercup then says that when she was a kid, the adults told her that ghosts were real in the forest, and so the Cappies run away scared because they think they just woke up real ghosts. Well, in the Japanese version, she says there's evil spirits in the forest, and the Cappies think that their fake ghosts have lured in real ghosts, and they all run away scared. In both versions, Escargoon yells at them from the forest a big loud boo, and that makes them all run away. At the same time, Tiff and Tuff are scared when they hear the same boo, but Kirby is super hyped to have fun and lets out a funny little laugh and runs ahead. So cute, little boy's just so cute. Eventually they see floating glowy things and Tuff thinks it's real ghosts, but Tiff refuses and throws a rock into the forest. It hits Escargoon and she thinks it's a cappy and they walk on. King Dedede grows annoyed with the fact he can't scare them though, and then we cut to a commercial break. Now after the commercial break, Kirby is happily running along as ever. Tiff thinks Kirby just doesn't have the imagination for scary things yet, while Tuff thinks Kirby could scare Goso with his singing ability, when the truth of the matter is, Kirby fights monsters. He's hardened by combat, like, this isn't gonna be a thing that scares him honestly, right? Tuff then starts freaking out because something's grabbed him, but Kirby finds that it was just a bush branch caught on his clothes. I love how intelligent and unfazed Kirby is in this entire episode, it's just good. Also, the boy, of course, is being super cute. The trio then gets spooked the exact same way Chief Bookham was by Escargoon, and the kids get so scared that they roll to their bellies and cower in fear. Not Kirby, just the kids. Escargoon then boos and floats above them. Kirby, however, is cute as ever and jumps onto the ghost and tries to play with the ghost. With this, it becomes obvious to everyone that it's Escargoon, and he runs off along with King Dedede. Escargoon comments that if you're not careful, Kirby will scare the sheet off of you. Wow, at that line, that is, oh my god, that line. <laughs> Unfortunately for Escargoon, he ran somewhere away from King Dedede and gets scared, but he eventually finds the king and accidentally scares him, and gets a hammer beating for doing that. I think we should have done a hammer beating count for Escargoon. It's too late now, but we should have did it from the start, because he takes so many of these beatings. Holy crap. It would have been good to keep track of that. Then, with Escargoon beaten and unconscious, King Dedede hears and sees a creepy pumpkin on his car and starts freaking out as it laughs creepily. Jinx, I need you to insert right here Kirby's creepy laugh from the Japanese side. It's just so good right here. Oh my god. <laughs> the pumpkin then jumps up at King Dedede and bites his beak and he runs off scared. Personally, I choose to believe that this is a reference to Kirby's pumpkin enemy, Mr. P. Pumpkin, from Kirby's Dreamland and Dream Course. And as I was kind of saying earlier, the Japanese version is better than the US version here because the US version likes to use music as stingers and emotional cues to make you tell you how to feel, but because of that, the quieter scenes get drowned out by sound. And so the Japanese version is quieter, and it allows Kirby's creepy laugh to show out. The US version has Kirby's creepy laugh, but it gets drowned out. When the Japanese version is just so creepy, and I love it so much. It's just done so much better than the Japanese version. So as usual, the Japanese version's music is better for episodes which are quieter and more subtle and creepier like these two, while the bombastic US version just isn't helping itself here. So now... King Diddy is runaway scared, but Escargoon wakes up from his beating and he sees the pumpkin and runs away scared too. Then Kirby eats the pumpkin with his suck ability and the kids are happy they triumphed over the scary forest. Then they make their way to the graveyard and find arrows on the graves and dig up their prize. It's a courage medal and a message congratulating them for their success. Kirby looks really cute when he's digging up the grave too, by the way. So cute. 
Now, the kids aren't impressed with the prize, but Kirby's incredibly happy and cute as always about it. The medal does look pretty lame, but Kirby's happiness does make the kids feel better about themselves. But then it starts to rain and the kids look for shelter. They end up entering a creepy mansion that they find in the graveyard, and they also comment that they don't remember seeing that there before. Uh oh, that's not a good sign. <laughs> Inside the mansion is super creepy and dusty, and Tuff doesn't want to go in, but Tiff thinks that they don't have a choice. You shouldn't go into a stranger's house alone, but with Kirby they should be okay. Tuff still isn't sure since it might be haunted, but Tiff doesn't believe in ghosts so they go in. But then a strong wind blows from inside the mansion and blows them out of it. But Tiff and Kirby grab the door while Tuff gets blown completely away from the house. Before he can recover, the door closes and pulls Kirby and Tiff inside. Tuff and Tiff both try to break the door down, but they fail, so Tiff tells Tuff to go get help. So, both kids were kind of reasonable and unreasonable here, so... Tuff made the right call that going in is bad since they don't know this place, Stranger Danger. But also they could go freeze to death outside in the rain, so not so great. Sure, they're not in the rain immediately, they do have a little roof over their heads, but with the wind chill and everything, they could freeze to death. That is a possibility. Tiff is also being reasonable, looking for shelter, but it is a stranger's place. Stranger Danger, Danger looks inside, they could get murdered there. The only qualifier though is Kirby's there, so that gives them plenty of safety, so it's not as bad a call to go inside that mansion. Though alternatively, they could have just run back through the forest in the rain to get to the other cappies to get them home, but getting lost in the forest in the rain is extremely dangerous as well. So I think Creepy Mansion with Kirby is the biggest winner here. Out in the forest, Tuff finds Meta Knight who accidentally scares him. He tells Meta Knight about the mansion, but Meta Knight says there should be no such thing there. He then asks Tuff to take him to the haunted house, and in the Japanese version, Meta Knight says a spoiler I'll reveal later. Inside the mansion, a bunch of creepy spirits come together to form some weird figure, and both Kirby and Tiff are scared while Tuff and Med Knight are running to the mansion from outside. The episode then ends with the voice of Benny Kage telling us to wait for next episode to see what happens next. In the Japanese version, it just fades to black, which is so much creepier. The key thing, though, is that the Japanese version has a next episode stinger after every episode, while the US version doesn't, so it makes sense to have someone tell you to watch next time for another episode. Because, you know, kids might not realize there's another episode coming up, I guess. So episode 45 is a lot of fun, lots of people getting scared while Kirby is brave and cute and hilarious. It is a great episode in general, even without any action. And then comes episode 46. Episode 46 is the same title, but part 2. They came out on August 24th, 2002 in Japan, and the day before my birthday, by the way, because I'm born on the 25th. For the US side, it's the 1st of November of 2003 in the US, the day after the Halloween. So yeah, it makes sense where they put them. We get a recap of last episode by Ben Kage in the US version, and Tiff does the recap in the Japanese version. It's better with Tiff, of course, because she's giving you her thoughts on everything, and that's just better immersion. But it is kind of cool to hear Ben Kage as well. He does so many bad jokes and puns. I meant dad jokes and puns, which are bad jokes. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what they are. <laughs> so after the recap and awesome opener, the story picks up where it left off, with all these spirits scarily coming together into a single form, while Tuff and Med Knight are running towards the haunted mansion. Kirby for once shows actual fear and holds himself close to Tiff, but then the figure becomes a jump scare ghost and rushes at the camera slash Tiff. This causes Tiff to run off scared and abandon Kirby, so rule of three, this is the third and last time this happens. Poor Kirby getting abandoned though, but Kirby then runs after Tiff. While the pair are running in deeper, Tuff and Med Knight try to open the door, but even Meta Knight's sword can't cut the door down. Med Knight's eyes glow red, and then he says enemy must be responsible. That's the spoiler from the Japanese side last episode. He mentions enemy way earlier. He says that he must be up to something because he sensed their energy. So I just didn't want to mention that yet because if you're following only the US side, yeah, you'd be spoiled by then. Let's talk about his eyes a second. Midnight's eyes glow sometimes and it seems to be him sensing good and evil. 
His eyes usually grow green when he sees Kirby around, and this is the first time we see him glow red before he mentions enemy. If this was not the first time Med Knight's eyes glow red, someone let me know in the comments, because as far as I know, this is the first time, but I'm open to corrections, because we want to be as accurate as possible. Kirby and Tiff then end up deeper in the Haunted Mansion and get attacked by a CG ghost statue, and this causes them to run up a bunch of stairs, but Tiff tells Kirby to stop because it wasn't that big on the outside, what's going on? There's something weird going on here, but then Kirby gets attacked by bats and falls and bounces onto the railing. This next part is pretty interesting. So Kirby slides down the railing and gets scared. He then starts having fun, and then he gets scared again. <laughs> then at the end of the stair rail, it turns into a spike to impale Kirby. Straight up trying to murder a baby, holy crap. But Kirby jumps over it and survives, holy crap, jeez. But then he crashes into a knight, and that knight drops its sword and almost kills Kirby there too, but he dodges it thankfully. Then Kirby and Tiff end up in a creepy room with a giant skeleton, and blood starts coming down the skeleton. It turns into a giant pool of blood, and just everything's covered in red blood. This episode is wild! The pair then end up in a CGI clock room for some reason, with lots of screaming monsters, and even Erasum makes a cameo as a siren that's making noises. If you don't remember, Erasum is the ghost that made everyone forget Escargoon episode 39, Escargon. This room is totally a seizure warning room. Oh my god, there's just so much going on. Then cut to the outside and we see King Didi and Escargoon following the trio's tracks. They find the dug up grave and then the haunted house. So of course they go inside. As the door closes, Midnight throws his sword to stop the door from closing, and Tuff questions why they had an easy time getting in. Back inside, Tiff realizes the blood on her shoes from earlier is actually red paint. They then see King Didi and Escargoon, and Tiff assumes they're responsible. But then Tuff and Midnight show up to their relief. Cut to King Didi and Escargoon sleeping together. Yeah, but I'm not changing that wording at all. We get a gag of Escargoon waking up and seeing the kids, but then going back to sleep because no way are the kids there, he thinks. Then King Dedede rolls off the bed and sees Escargoon floating into the air on a bed sheet. We next see that Tuff and Meta Knight are actually holding ropes to cause this situation. The difference between the two versions here is interesting. In the US version, King Dedede gives Escargoon a beating with a broom because he's sleeping on the job, while the Japanese version has King Dedede attacking the sheet to scare away the ghosts. Interesting difference there, very interesting. But either way, Escargoon takes a second beating of the day so far. Then a really, really weird moment happens. Escargoon gets up and does a weird CGI head spin, kinda like, of course, The Exorcist, and this is clearly meant to scare the kids watching this episode. In the Japanese version, his face is all cut up and scarred, just like The Exorcist now that I think about it, while the US version has no scarring. His snail face is smooth. Very weird. Then Tiff dumps a bucket of red paint on the two of them, and they run off in fright, which is a reference to, of course, Carrie. So many movie references happening in this episode. Kirby and crew are then happy with what they did, and then they cut to a very weird scene that needs explanation. King Dedede wanders the haunted house and calls for Escargoon and walks near a painting. The painting looks weird. King Dedede looks at the painting, and then it jump scares him and blasts bubbles at him to make him run away scared. The painting then looks at the camera and smiles at us. So this painting is named Sharbon, which is a Japanese play on words. Shabodendama means soap bubble. So Shabon means soap. So Sharbon, that's the pun. Charbon was drawn by a child in a contest to draw monsters for the anime. The winner got to have their drawing become a painting in this episode, and that's why we get the random emphasis on this random ghost. Just real quick for uh, alliteration, Charbon, Shabondama, and Shabon. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Escargoon then finds himself in a bathroom and takes a shower. But if you've watched old cinema, this scene looks really familiar. So what happens is the shower scene from the Hitchcock film Psycho. In the film, a shadowy figure stabs a woman to death in the shower. Here, a shadowy figure hammers the heck out of Escargoon. 
this scene is shot for shot the same as the movie, and it is just crazy to see that. Oh my god. The music tries to be like a copyright-free version of the movie Psycho's music. While in the Japanese version, straight up they're just playing Psycho music. They're really just playing it. And the only difference between the two of them besides the music is that there's red paint that goes down the drain in the Japanese version to look like blood, just like the movie, while the US version just has the drain draining and it's all clear water. They edited out the blood. Makes sense, US version, of course. This scene is absolutely wild in a kid's show. Holy crap, the shot of Escargoon's corpse is just so ridiculous. By the way, that's the third beating Escargoon's taken. Oh my god. <laughs> and King Diddy then realizes his mistake because he thought he was attacking a ghost. What ghost takes a shower? That is what Escargoon asks. What ghost takes a shower? But King Diddy then says he was almost worried about Escargoon, and then Escargoon hugs him and cries because the king worried about him. Then a bright and bloody ghost jump scares the pair of them and us by running out at them and screaming. There's just so many jump scares in this episode. If you pay attention to the sounds of the ghost's laughter, you might realize what's going on early, though. <laughs> After the pair run away screaming, Kirby jumps out of the sheet to reveal that he was holding two flashlights to pose as a ghost that was glowing. Kirby's just so proud of himself, it's just so cute. King Diddy and Escargoon run really far, and eventually end up in a new creepy room full of skeletons, rats, and torture devices. Then a TV turns on, and it's a salesman from Enemy. He laughs at them being scared, and he then tells them that they're using this haunted house as a trap for Kirby. Turns out there's a hidden transfer disc in the room, and the pair collude with the salesman to lure Kirby into the room. So they put King Dedede in a torture device and cover him in red paint. They then out loud explain the plan. They're gonna lure Kirby in with King Dedede's cries for help, and then Kirby's gonna jump to save him, and he'll get transported to Nightmare Enterprise's base, and they'll kill him there. So King Dedede says he'll imagine he's one of his subjects to show despair, and he shares a laugh with Escargoon. These boyfriends are so evil, oh my god. Cut to a different room full of skulls for some reason. Then we're with the trio, and they hear King Dedede's cries, and they actually become worried for him. They then find a video camera, and the recording is straight up referencing the Blair Witch Project. Oh my god, the ending is referenced here. It is wild to see that. So many movie references. It is crazy. Just too dang crazy. My god. Eventually, the footage shows King Dedede in a torture device, and he tells Escargoon to make sure the kids get out to safety. Everyone looks really worried, especially Kirby. Midnight then catches up with the trio, and they give Midnight the camera before running off. And Midnight then silently watches the footage. King Dedede then starts to freak out because the paint slides down to his eyes, and now he's blinded with paint. That cannot be good for anyone, honestly. His cries for help become very real, and the kids are brought there, and he then yells at them for being so slow, which confuses the children. Kirby then jumps up to rescue King Dedede, but then Midnight busts in and says it's a trap. He throws his sword and bonks Kirby out of the way before he can be teleported away. So earlier in the Japanese version, Midnight actually says stuff when he sees the footage to indicate he's realized it's a trap. Just didn't want to spoil that. The salesman then summons a monster to force Kirby into the portal, and he sends Gabon. Which I originally thought was Bounder. They're both skull enemies, but Gabon is actually from Kirby's Dreamland 3, and it's a purple guy who wears a skull and uses bones as their weapons. In the Japanese version, Gabon says their name a bunch like a Pokemon, while in the US version, it is a silent enemy. I feel like this is to make it more Jason or Mike Myers-like, which is a silent masked killer. <laughs> so, yeah, works for me. Another reference, sort of. Gabon actually gives Kirby trouble with its ranged bone attacks, and the baby takes a sound beating. So add one to the count, because he gets beat up quite a bit here. But despite it having the upper hand, the tables turn when Escargoon frees King Dedede. 
The plump king is so big, he knocks over Gabon when he's freed, and this gives Kirby an opening and he sucks up a bone. Kirby then jumps up to become... nothing. Kirby looks around confused and then falls to the ground right on his ass. Ouch. Such a random joke, I love it. It's a really good surprise. Gabon then gets back on the offensive, and Midnight says Kirby won't be able to return his attacks. Yeah, that's the weird thing. Kirby doesn't have the star spit in the anime, so he can't do anything. In the Japanese version, Midnight says Gabon has no special abilities, he's all skill. So Kirby continues to take a beating, but Midnight throws a torch to make Kirby into Fire Kirby. Now with the power of fire, Kirby dodges the bones and then one-hit KOs Gabon with Fire Breath. Gabon silently takes the burn and just dies. In the Japanese version, it screams in pain as it dies. It's way more horrifying. Then everyone runs out of the haunted house as it burns down from Kirby's flames. They all barely make it and then accidentally lock King Diddy and Escargoon in the haunted house. We get to see all the things in the mansion burn down and then the sun rises. The haunted house then crumbles to dust and somehow King Diddy and Escargoon survive the burn. They then yell at each other and then fall asleep together. <laughs> Tiff says at least they can't cause trouble in their sleep and wonders where Kirby went. Midnight then points off the camera and says he's over there. Kirby is sleeping under a tree. The end. In the Japanese version, Midnight silently points. This is such a weird and curious thing I want to point out real quick. Midnight talks a lot in the Japanese version and gives away the plot a bit, but in the final scene, he's just silently points at Kirby. While in the US version, Midnight is less talkative, but then points out and audibly says Kirby is over there. For some reason, this last scene just gets to me. It's kind of funny to me. He's like, he's over there. <laughs> like, it's just funny to me. I don't know why. So there ends another two-parter, and it was a lot of fun. These two are very fun episodes, and it's just wild how many movie references they made in that episode. It's just, I can't. It's it's amazing. Kids aren't going to get it, but adults who have seen all those movies, it's going to be like, what the, whoa, another reference, another reference, another reference. It's just wild. It's so wild. You got to see these episodes wherever you can. So let's talk about that in a second. You cannot legally see these episodes anywhere in the U.S. anymore. YouTube has finally cracked down and took them down, sadly. And I'll tell you this, there are places you can watch it if you look hard enough, and there are people who have torrents of the US and Japanese versions if you look hard enough as well. Just telling you that. Now, before we finish, let's do two more things. One, a question. What do you think Kirby sees Tiff as? Does he see her as a mother figure or as a big sister? I think most people will say big sister, but I think mother figure is also possible here. She's always looking out for him and always taking care of him and things like that. Second, let's think about all this from Kirby's perspective. Like, play-by-play. Play. Yay, I'm playing soccer with my friends. Oh no, the kid with no eyes kicked me into the forest again. Oh good, big sister found me. Oh, that big thing looks really funny. What's a spook out? A test of bravery? Well, I'm a hero, so I'm ready. Let's go, it's spook out time. Wow, the kid with the hat looks really scared. Wow, big sis and no eyes are really tense for some reason. Hey, it's that fun pinata from this morning. Plays with it. Oh, cool blue fire glowies. Don't worry, no eyes. You got stuck on this branch. Fear is important. It helps us recognize danger, which is important to not get killed. Oh, hey, another ghost! Plays with it. Oh, hey, this one sounds like the mean snail. Hee <laughs> hee. I scared the king and the snail with this delicious pumpkin mask. Graveyard, graveyard. Dig, 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 dig. Hooray, a medal for courage. I really am a hero. Oh, it's raining. Oh, big scary house. Oh, no, we're stuck in a big scary house. Big sis is really scared. I'm feeling a little scared. Oh dear, lots of monsters. We better run up these stairs, huh? What? Don't go up the stairs? Ouch! Oh hey, this slide is really scary. Now it's fun! Now it's scary again! Oh snap, needle, better dodge. Oh snap, sword falling at me, better dodge again. This place really wants to kill me, better run. A lot of tomato juice everywhere. Hope there's some tomatoes to eat. Wow, it's loud in this cuckoo room. Yeah, let's prank the king and snail again. 
Yeah, let's prank the king and snail a third time. Oh no, they're in trouble. I'll save the king. Ouch, Big Bro Meta saved me, but at what cost? I wonder what bones taste like. Ouch. All right, bones taste wet. Time to transform. What? No transformation? Ow, 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 ow. Oh, hey, fire to eat. Fire breath go brr. Oh no, I used too much fire. Wow, we almost got cooked. It's been a long night. Better have a sit. Z. Like, that's really Kirby's day. That's really what happened last 24 hours for Kirby. It's so ridiculous. And that's it for this episode. There will be a lag between this episode going up on the podcast and up on YouTube. We're catching up on the YouTube side, and we're barely at episode 18, so it'll be a while. If you know someone who watches the YouTube side, let them know the podcast side is much further along. It will be a while before we get to episode 47, but it is one of the best episodes in the show. It's the Waddle Dee episode. I hope we get there sooner than later, but life will stand in the way a bit, I'm sure. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Everyone's enjoyment is what makes these episodes worth making. I had fun, I hope you had fun too, and thanks for coming by, and see you next time. Mm -hmm.